Philippians chapter 1. Philippians chapter 1. This will be message number 2 on the request of Paul. And, okay. There was a hound dog laying in the yard. An old man in overhauls was sitting on the porch and, excuse me, sir, but does this, does your dog bite? This tourist asked him, and the old man replied, nope, my dog doesn't bite. So the tourist stepped out of his car. The dog ran over, snarling, growling, and bit him on his arms and his legs. The tourist yelled, I thought you said your dog don't bite. The old man replied, ain't my dog. Woke up at 5 a.m., completed my three-mile run, came home and made a vegetable smoothie. And sorry, I don't remember the rest of this dream. A woman went into her kitchen to find a burglar loaded down with a bunch of stuff he was stealing from her kitchen. Not having any kind of weapon to scare him off, she raised her hand and said, Acts 238, and proceeded to quote scripture. The burglar froze in place and didn't move. The woman called 911. The police arrived and were amazed to find the burglar still frozen where he stood. What did you say to him that kept him from moving? They asked the woman. She said, I told him. All he simply did is I said Acts 238 and quoted scripture. The police chuckled and escorted the burglar out to the patrol car. Why did the woman's quoting scripture scare you so much, they asked. Scripture, said the burglar. I thought she said she had an axe in 238s. Okay. They don't get any better. You know that. Philippians chapter 1. Paul and Timotheus, the servants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus, which are at Philippi with all the bishops and deacons. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you, all making, for you all making requests with joy, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Even as it is meet for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both in my bonds and in the defense of the confirmation of the gospel, ye are all partakers of my grace. For God is my record, how greatly I long after you all in the bowels of Jesus Christ. In this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment, that ye may approve things that are excellent, that ye may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Christ Jesus Christ unto the glory and praise of God. And last week we looked at the first request, which was that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. And tonight we're going to look at the second point there, and that's that you may approve things that are excellent. If we have time, we'll do the third one. So, prove things that are excellent. Do you realize that uh, God's Word is excellent? God's salvation is excellent? That God's mercy is excellent? His grace is excellent? Okay, there's so many things I want you to think about with this. Because, you know, we use that term, and they thought something being excellent, that's way 
above normal. It's, a, it's held in esteem and stuff. And I want you to think about this, approving things that are excellent. So the first thing I want you to do is turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 21. 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 21. Prove what? All things hold fast to that which is good. See, we have to look at the things that come into our lives because so many times you know, well, that's good. All right, is it really? Prove all things. So don't you know that God's salvation is perfect? His salvation is, what did I just say? Perfect. In that it's complete. He saves us to the uttermost. There's no escaping the salvation of God when you're saved. I've had somebody, you know, they, they came from a church and they were taught they could lose their salvation. And they go, what do I do about this? And I said, I'm sorry. I had them in my office, I said, I'm sorry. I've got bad news for you. As much as you think you want to go to hell, you can't go there because your salvation is based on what Jesus did for you. Okay? Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. Philippians chapter 4. You know, there's times you find a verse in the Bible that says, and there was found an excellent spirit in him. If you read your Bible, you know the verse I'm talking about. If you don't, read it till you find it. Okay? And I'm sure it'll be a blessing to your heart. Because, you know, we get caught, and one of the hard things is, uh, we have a missionary that's struggling in Hawaii. He's struggling. Okay, because his fleshly personality is getting in the way of his ministering to the people there. I thought it criticism him. That happens to all of us, doesn't it? Okay, but see, the thing when I'm with that is, see, it, he sounds discouraged. Okay? Verse 4 of Philippians 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord. What? And again I say, Rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Judy and I, we've been to Hawaii. Okay, went over there for AJ's wedding. We looked for a church and we went to Cam Ching's church. That's just how his name was pronounced. Okay, called up and looked, you know, trying to find a church. Called him at 11 o'clock at night, looking for a church the next day. And he goes, you must be from New York. We went to that church and we got there right on time. And the church didn't start for 15, 20 minutes. And he says, because the people here live on Hawaii time. You know, don't worry, be happy. When I get there, that's the right time. Well, do you know what Brother Paul deals with over in India? The very same thing. You know what they deal with in Africa? The very same thing. You know what they deal with? In South America, the very same thing. 
So all it comes down to is you need to pray that he can be assimilated into the culture so that he can reach people with loving grace. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm saying that's what I pray for Brother Paul. Paul Victor is... He's an engineer. Two master degrees in engineering. And he's constantly waiting for people. And he goes, well, what are you supposed to do, preacher? This is the way the people are. So I want you to understand. So it says rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. It says let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. And then says what? Be careful. Don't be full of care. Don't be anxious. Don't be overwrought. See, be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I want you to know sometimes pastors and missionaries have to think about having a church like having their marriage. If you have a right heart attitude towards your spouse, then you will be patient long-suffering and loving. But if you let something get in the way, you know what we then get with, to each other? Short-sighted and short-tempered and start looking for the things that frustrate us. Do you know what I say to that? Be careful for nothing. Because it says, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, see, you want to prove those things that are excellent? What sort of things are true? If it's not true, it'll never be excellent. And God can't bless it. What sort of things are true? Do you know people get caught in believing lies all the time? One of the major tools of the adversary is to lie to you through giving you 95 to 98% of the truth and just a little bit of it a lie, and you still get caught. Before you make a decision, you need to be able to support what you're doing with the application of Scripture. Does that mean there's a verse on what color car you should buy? That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying you should base it on the leading of God, and God will never lead you. The Holy Spirit will never lead anyone Contrary to the truth. Jesus said in the high priestly prayer in John 17, sanctify them, in other words, set them apart through what? Thy truth. Thy word is truth. So what sort of things are true? Weigh it in light of the scriptures. Do you, again, how did Jesus in his humanity deal with the temptation of the adversary. Matthew 4, Luke 4. It is written. That's why the Word of God is so important. Finally, my brethren, what sort of things are true? What sort of things are honest? Not my age group, but my father's age group, especially pre-World War II. When a man shook your hand and it was a deal, it was a... You used to be able to say, my word is my... Bond. What sort of things are honest? What sort of things are just? What sort of things are pure? What sort of things are lovely? How many times do we get caught emphasizing 
the ugliness of life. I'm not talking about walking around with rose-colored glasses. I'm talking about you're thinking about 1 Corinthians 13. Another point with this, when it says, Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Okay? What sort of things are pure? What sort of things are lovely? What sort of things are of a good report? Do you know that the problems in many churches would stop if people would only have good reports about their brothers and sisters. And if they don't have something good to say, you know, my mother was from North Carolina. She was a southern lady. And she'd say, honey, child, if you ain't got nothing good to say, don't say nothing at all. Stop a lot of problems, can it? You know, sometimes you know what I have to do? Because I'm Pastor Kinney and I promise you, you know what we do? We put our pants on one leg at a time. He tried one time in the office, throw him up in the air. He was in his boxer trying to jump into both legs at one time. It didn't work. No, okay, I'm being facetious. He puts him on one leg at a time, so don't I. One sock at a time, one shoe at a time. So I'm going to say this for us. I could struggle with the same things as you. And you know, sometimes I've got to pray about the thoughts that I have about people. I have to die daily. I have to confess daily. I have to ask for forgiveness daily. And sometimes people never know what I've thought. Because if you if, the only one who knows, and that's what scares me sometimes, is everything is naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Hebrews 4, there's nothing hid from him. You know, I tell people all the time, you want a happy marriage? Taste your words before you say them. Okay? Sometimes my wife would, yeah, she'd much rather have bread and butter than dill. Okay? But, you know, I want you to stand here. You understand what it's saying? What sort of things are lovely? What sort of things are of a good report? Okay? Because our point is that you may approve things that are excellent. Excellent. If there be any what? Virtue. There be any think on what? Boy, that would help us a lot, wouldn't it? Okay. You know what it comes down to? Don't you be worrying about what someone else is thinking. For every man liveth unto himself and every man dieth unto himself. We answer to God. Now, as a pastor, we answer for the ministry of this church and the people under us, okay? Plus ourselves. And what I mean by that is I have to stand God before God for what he's given me over. That's why I've loved since January 9th. This poor man, if he hasn't heard it time and time and time again, that's a hard one, isn't it, boss? Yeah. He'd go, preacher, what do you think? And I'd go, well, you know, I used to do this, or I think maybe this. And he's, I'm not responsible for it. Now you are. So we have that responsibility. But each of us understand, you know what? Husbands, you're responsible for your wife and your children, not for somebody else's wife and their children. 
I've seen men try to tell another woman what to do. I had a man try to do it to my wife, and I said, back off. All right? You're going to have to understand with it, because you've got to be, if there be any virtue, there be any praise, think on these things. What are you thinking on? You know, we are to bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. But what it comes down to, if you're doing what you can to please God in ministering to other people, and they reject that, you know what you can do? You can have said of you at the judgment seat of Christ the same as it was said of the woman who anointed Jesus' feet. She hath done what she could. You still with me? Approve those things are excellent. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Approve those things that are excellent. First Corinthians 12, verse 27. Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. Okay? And the ankle bones connected to the leg bone, leg bones connected to the knee bone, knee bones connected to the thigh bone, thigh bones connected to the hip bone. Okay, you all got a part. You know what I'm saying? Members in particular. And God has set some in the church, first apostles, they're no longer. Secondarily, prophets. I don't care what certain denominations say. There's no special class of prophets any longer. The word of God has been completed. That's your prophecy. Okay? Thirdly, teachers. After that, miracles. The gifts of healings, of helps, governments, diversities of tongues. Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles? The answer to that is, no. Have all the gifts of healing, do all speak with tongues, do all interpret, but covet earnestly what? Best gifts. The things at the top of the list, not the last on the list. And yet I show unto you a what? A more what? Excellent way. Approve those things that are excellent. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. You can say the words all day long. If you don't have the heart of God, the love of God tied to that, that's a pretty lousy sounding orchestra. Can you, can you imagine that? You know, America is so messed up in Canada, they had this stupid thing called stomp, where they were, you know, instead of slamming Symbols together, they were slamming trash cans together, the tops, and then putting them on their feet, and they called it stomp. And it went around, that was real popular. How'd you like to listen to that all the time? And though I have the gift of prophecy, you mentioned above, and understand all mysteries, man, I'm smarter than the rest of you, and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, oh, my faith is stronger than your faith. See? So that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. Approve those things that are excellent. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, I give more than you do. I give more than they do. Why isn't God blessing me? And though I give my body to be burned, man, that's a major sacrifice. You know what my Bible says? To obey is better than 
Sacrifice? I just want you to think. And have not charity at what? Profiteth me nothing. Charity suffereth long and is put up with it. By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself. Is not puffed up. I listen to talk radio. Sometimes I listen to sports radio, and one female sports announcer got on and said, you know, if those players don't love themselves enough, they'll never be able to, to, to help their teammates win. That's the world's attitude. If you just love yourself enough, then you can love others more. You know what I say? Ah, nuts. Okay? Love yourself less and love them more. Okay? Vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly. If you don't know what that means, ask your pastor. <laughs> and he just said, look it up. <laughs> unseemly. Seeketh not her what? Is not easily provoked. See, now you know why I have to pray daily, confess daily. And thinketh no evil. Rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child, and children are selfish. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. They think they know and they don't. But when I became a man, I put away now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. Now abideth faith, hope, charity, these three. But the greatest of these is charity. Approve those things that are excellent. All God's people said, good night and God bless.